Hey listeners, well I'm here today and I'm pretty excited because today we're talking with Dr. Craig Lake and Dr. Craig Lake is a specialist plastic surgeon and he runs the Lake Clinic up in Southport and also based in Ballina and tonight we're just going to just get a bit of a background about Dr. Lake. Um, Dr. Lake's been practicing for, oh I don't even know how long, but a long time, well I don't even know how long, but I will ask him now shortly. So we're going to find out a little bit about Dr. Late tonight. So welcome, Dr. Late. Oh, hi, Trish. How are you? Hey, why don't you just call me Craig? Okay. I will then. And you can just call me Trish. <laughs> no problems. No problems. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us, like, how, first of all, how long have you been a plastic surgeon? Uh, I've been a plastic surgeon for nearly 20 years now. Um, I, in fact, interestingly, well, I've been a doctor for much longer than that, obviously. My, um, my 30th medical school reunion is coming up this year. Doesn't that make you feel old? Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun catching up with everybody. Yeah. So, so 30 years? Well, I've been a plastic surgeon for about uh, 18, nearly, 20, nearly 19 years now, yeah. Yeah, so 30 years all up being... A doctor? Uh, yep, that's correct. That's insane. Like, that's so long. That's like a lifetime and a bit. Hey, I was and feeling old already, Trish. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. <much>. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so tell me, what, like, what made you, or what inspired you to become a plastic surgeon? Like, was there that defining moment or is it something you kind of just fell into or...? Well, I don't know about fell into it. It's actually quite interesting. At, at, at high school, I was, you know, sort of ducks of the school and I was either going to be a pilot or a doctor my father had been a builder and I'd sort of always been working with my hands and things. And then, um, so I ended up going to med school and when I was doing that, I always was heading to the more practical things, you know? Um, once I finished medical school, uh, I had a whole heap of great mentors. And, um, in the end, one of them was a guy who said I should do surgery. I started doing surgery and, um, then someone said, why don't you do plastics? You're really good with your hands. And it was something that really interested me and I loved the challenge. So, so, um, I, I decided to do that and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's really funny because I like having met, you know, as a patient of plastic surgery, having met a few plastic sur or quite a few plastic surgeons, when I first started out on my plastic surgery journey, you know, you were one of the doctors I came to see. And as the years have gone on and, you know, I've spoken to other patients, got to know things that you do, met patients of yours, interviewed patients of yours, you are without a doubt one of the all-round plastic surgeons. Like you can pretty much, almost, you, you do pretty much nearly all the plastic surgery procedures and do them well, don't you? Oh, well, that's not nice of you to say. In fact, well, well, I suppose the thing is, one of the things that drew me to plastic surgery in the first place was the breadth of technique. Um, I, I trained pretty much completely as a general surgeon first. And so that adds a, a, a little bit more of a, a quiver to the bow sort of thing in that there are things that uh, you, you can do that if you aren't trained in that stuff, you, you feel a little less comfortable with. So, so that's good. Um, as I said, though, I was I was going to be a pilot, and interestingly, last weekend I just started to get my pilot's license. Oh, good on you! <laughs> Go you! Well done. So, tell me, I know that you perform a lot of different procedures, and I do also know from many different people that you're good at like a gamut of them. So, what do you have a favourite? And if you do, like, what is it and why? Well, Trish, do you have a favourite child? Because it's a bit like that, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't really have a favourite. Certainly there are things I like I like doing more than others, I suppose. Um, 
as you know, I do an enormous amount of breast surgery and, and I love that. It's, it's fantastic. But one of the things that really, that really drew me to plastic surgery was that breadth of stuff. So on an average week, I will be doing a tummy tuck and a, and a breast reduction on a Monday afternoon and I may be doing a, an augmentation and a lift the next day or that day, followed by a facelift, a rhinoplasty, eyelid surgery. I mean, it's just fantastic. And if you do a lot of volume in all of them, you can stay very skilled in all of them as long as you also keep up, which, as you know, I attend meetings all over the place and sort of keep myself up to speed with everything. Yeah, I don't think there's a meeting that I haven't seen you at. Well, I, I like to get into the conferences and just sort of do, you know, as media, and I don't think there's one that I haven't seen you at. Oh, the dermatology one. Sorry, I haven't seen you at that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, well, I do do a fair bit of a lot of skin stuff. I do have to work sometime. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, I know I've been down to the clinic there in, in Southport. In fact, I've been to the clinic in Ballina as well, which is where I started on my uh, Botox journey. Um, I actually know when I moved up here, yeah, the Botox clinic up there, which is fantastic. You've got some great... Um, you've got a great dermal practitioner there and also your nurse there is fantastic and I can say that from experience. But what support do you and your clinic provide for patients like pre and post surgery? Because like what happens a lot or what I'm finding a lot as well is people are getting, you know, that they, they book in, they have their surgery and it's like bye-bye, you know, but I know that you guys offer a whole lot more because number one, I've seen the bags in your clinic. But um, apart, like what what is it that, makes you guys, you know, a cut above the rest. Oh, thanks. Just nice to say that. Look, what, what we've always had an attitude of doing is, is we're not about selling anything to anybody or anything like that. It's all about education. So I've got 26 staff and, and they are, cover a wide range of skill sets and many of them have multiple skill sets and that's what we try to, to do so that Preoperatively, we look to provide as much education, emotional support as we can. It's also helped with all the practical stuff from the point of view of just making sure if uh, giving people advice on where they might want to go for accommodation if they're from out of town or uh, just trying to arrange it, make it seamless so they're not stressed. Um, do everything ahead of time so that when they arrive on the day of surgery, they don't have to worry about you know going and picking up drugs or or just doing anything. We really just want them to, to rock in there, feeling confident and comfortable. Um, afterwards, as you've alluded to, in the post-op bags, there's everything they should need. Their appointments are already pre-booked. Um, my staff contact uh, patients the next day if we're not seeing them the next day, but often we will be. And, um, and then, then they've got a range of staff, be it nurses, laser specialists, uh, therapists of various types, um, to help with all the post-surgical cares, dressing, scar management, and support. And importantly, the other thing is um, I'm not above all of this. You know, if someone needs to talk to me, they talk to me. And my number is actually on our answering machine. So if someone ring, if someone has a problem at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning and they ring the practice, they get the answering machine, they ring me. So it's me who actually picks the phone up. Yeah, but, you know, it's really funny because if there's one, you know how you sort of, you meet plastic surgeons, if there's one thing I can say about you, you remind me of one of the, like a salt of the earth kind of plastic surgeon, if that makes any sense, because it's true. You, I know for a fact that you are available to your patients and your patients that I've spoken to, like, it's never, you know, a doctor like this or it's always like, oh, Crane, it's like as if 
you know, it's like you're the, it's like you're their mate almost. You know what I mean? Like I, I've done interviews with a few of your patients and they're like, oh yeah, blah, 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 Craig. And it's just like, you know, you're the guy that lives across the road and you know, that like you really like you're the patients that, that choose you um, actually really resonate with you. Hey, but, and, but think, and you with them as well, actually. But, but I think that's important. I mean, you know, there are, there are patients who my style won't suit and that's okay. And there's patients um, uh, who, who won't like me, I'm sure. And there's patients who really like me, but, but I am who I am. I mean, you know, just like you're who you are. I mean, I'm, I'm a winner manly boy who went to a public high school and um, down, down by the Bayside. So um, that's who I am. My dad's a builder. I was the first guy in our family ever to go to, high, uh, to, uh, to university. So uh, that's who I am. Yeah, real working class, hey. So that was my next question. I was going to say, where did you grow up? So Manly in... in Brisbane. No, in Brisbane. Oh, in Brisbane. Winner Manly, yeah. Just, uh, just you know, uh, in fact, I used, to go, I used to go down and watch Wally Lewis play around the corner. Okay. So where did you study? Um, so I went to uni- University of Queensland. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, I've got my 30-year medical school reunion coming up. And I, then I studied, did general surgery um, throughout Queensland. And then plastic surgery, I did half it in Brisbane. I did the other half in Melbourne. And I, uh, with some of the great guys down there, you know, Ian Taylor and Wayne Morrison and those guys, and uh, stayed down there for a little bit before coming back. And then I uh, had a great mentor here on the Gold Coast, uh, Paul Downey, who's still a very good friend of mine and is you know, one of the great, great breast surgeons uh, around the place. Okay. So you're like um, a little bit like our family in a sense that my daughter was the first, um, I mean, I went to uni, didn't finish, but my daughter was the first one in our family to, to go to university. So I can imagine like your parents must have been so freaking proud of you. Not only did you go to uni, you became a doctor, but you became a plastic surgeon. So kudos to you, hey. Oh well, I'm, 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 I hope they're pretty, pretty proud. Mum's not around anymore. She died a few years ago, but uh, uh, Dad's around, and I, and I, you know, obviously see him all the time, and um, uh, we have a good time. He's a good guy. So, uh, so you know, actually, just it doesn't surprise me. You, you, I'm going to do the interview now. How did you, uh, how did you manage to drop out of university? Oh, what actually happened? I went to. I, I was um, being like of an Italian background. All we were taught from years ago. My job was to grow up, get married, live happily ever after. And so I wasn't allowed to go to university um, because I had to get a job. So I didn't go to uni then, but I went when I was about 39 and I started studying naturopathy down at Southern Cross Uni in Lismore. And then I met the man of my dreams who was doing his, he's an engineer and he was doing his one year dip head. And then I thought, man, because I was a single mum, I thought, man, I can't have this guy support me and my family. So I dropped out, but I got everything I needed to know out of it in the couple of years I was in it. So I dropped out halfway through. So I had a big fat hex deal, Bill, and um, no degree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I had some good public servant jobs. But anyway, so let me get back to you. So tell me, what, what's been your biggest career milestone to date? Um, oh, look, look, apart from we've got a great practice, I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of our staff. Um, I'm, and by we, I mean, you know, my wife uh, has been a, obviously an integral part of that. And I know you Oh, my know God, that. I love your wife. Your wife <laughs> is rocks. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love her a bit too. So that's good. <laughs> the, the, um, no, but probably from a career perspective, just being president of ASAPs, you know, was fantastic. You know, the Australian Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons. It was pretty humbling, you know, to, to, for, to be respected enough by your colleagues for them to 
ask you to represent them. That was pretty good. And uh, uh, it, it was great. It was a, it was very interesting um, to, uh, to be part of trying to grow the education for our colleagues. And I, you know, I think I did my part to, to do that. So that's good. And, and that's kind of like probably from, from when you were there and maybe just a little bit before it's kind of, become like that hey where it's all about educating not just each other but like the public and just making you know increasing public awareness and stuff like that it, like it's really happening isn't it at the moment don't you reckon oh it's been incredible i you know from um you know you, you stand on the shoulders of giants and uh certainly you know the, the presidents before myself sort of set the uh the sort of basement for everything and we've just built on it and built on it and built on it and so you know but Back in the day, we had one meeting a year that was just very small and intimate. And I remember the first meeting, and you've been at the NSS, which uh, which myself and Neve Cordoff sort of got going back in the day. And uh, you know, it's now got you know fifteen hundred plus participants, and um, it's uh, it's by f- it's one of the best meeting in Asia. Uh, so I, I mean, very proud of that stuff because what that does is it it educates. Um, my direct colleagues, but also our nursing staff and others um, who are, are doing things with patients. And the great thing about that is it's all about patient safety. It just means patients get better results. And that's what it's all about. I, I totally agree. And you know what, and and with those meetings, like, I mean, I'm so lucky to be able to attend them. Um, but I can see that the people that go to those meetings, they are the ones that actually are interested in, you know, learning the latest techniques, learning about what's going on, learning more about patient safety and just kind of like keeping up to date. So it's, um, you know, you, once again, you kind of see the same faces there as well. So it, it makes you really aware of, you know, who's really in it for the right reasons, if that makes any sense. Oh, look, the, the number one thing I would say to patients is is if they're choosing their surgeon is or, their, you know, anyone to treat them is, is uh, that they... Forget about who's got the prettiest web page, which hopefully my next one will be, but, um, uh, or, uh, you know, who's got the biggest Instagram account or whatever. Actually work out who goes to the meetings. Have a look and find out who's actually at the meetings, who's speaking at the meetings, who's keeping themselves engaged. And because that, that's where you get great results is if you know what's going on. That's so true. That's so true. And so I'm going to ask you one other thing. So do you have, like, I know that was your big, you know, being the president of ASAPS was your biggest career milestone to date, but do you have, like, a, a more interesting experience from your plastic surgery career that you can share with us, either about a patient or a procedure or something that was just sort of like, wow, hey. Well, as you know, they're sort of, well, they're too numerous to mention. I, I mean, the great thing is that, I get as much from the patients as, as, you know, they give me as much as I give them. And I don't mean financially. I mean, literally the joy when someone walks in and is, uh, is happy with you and they say you've changed their life or whatever's happened. That's great. And, uh, you know, there's many of my cuts sort of talk about obviously if you can, can confidentiality and things like that. I've done lots of really complex reconstructions, great life's changing aesthetic cases. There's one case I can talk about, which, I still still tell my residents about as being one of those really great moments in my life. I was on an, an interplast trip actually um, uh, in the Solomons and uh, there was a, a young 16-year-old girl 
who had this enormous big vascular malformation, just this great big, you know, abnormal collection of blood vessels on on her lip. And uh, it was sort of deforming the, the whole side of her face. And she was only 16, but as you know, in those sort of countries, often girls marry very early. And she was a uh, outcast from the, the village and she couldn't, uh, she was, wasn't really going to be marrying material. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a bit risky to think about excising it in such a, a, in an environment where you didn't have any investigations or anything. But um, we took it on and, um, you know, it was actually a pretty simple operation in the end. Didn't wasn't very hard at all, but... Um, got a nice result. And I, I subsequently heard, not that long later, she was back in the village. She was married and was pregnant. And um, uh, I thought that was a real life-changing event for her. And um, I still think about what she's up to this that these days. I obviously won't be able to find out. Oh, that that's so nice. I can totally relate to that because although it, uh, coming from an Italian background, like can you imagine like 30, 40 years ago, it was pretty similar mm-hmm. like that in um, our place, um, although I was born here. But anyway, I can totally relate to what you mean because if you weren't, you know, if you're a young girl and you didn't get married or you were too ugly to get married or whatever, it was actually a big problem. So that's, I know what you mean. I, I can feel how that would be really, have been life-changing for her, hey? Yeah, yeah. Look, it was just one of those, you know, we did lots of cleft lips and palettes and things on that trip, but that one really stood out for me just uh, for that reason. Yeah. yeah. And, and I suppose for those listeners that don't know what Interplus is, it's just one of those, um, it's a it's a charity, isn't it? It's a charity where, um, where volunteer plastic surgeons and nurses and doctors go overseas, you know, third world countries and actually perform like life-changing reconstructive surgery for people that can't afford it, isn't it? Yeah, basically, it was set up many years ago, and um, it's the, uh, the the charity that ASAP supports. And um, you know, if anyone's interested in supporting that, they they certainly should because it's a great charity. Um, you know, more details you could get obviously from from ASAPs or from um, Interplast. And that's exactly what happens: is that plastic surgeons, nurses, anaesthetists give up their time, go all throughout Micronesia and um, various areas where there are no plastic surgery services. And in many of these places, there's quite high high rates of things like cleft lip and palate. And if they're not repaired appropriately and early enough, these patients, the, you know, these young people will, will never lead normal lives. So it's really life-changing stuff. Yeah, and it's so honourable that, for, you know, the people that do it because it's... Um... Uh, yeah, but once again, Trish, it's, look, it's fun and it's challenging. And these people, you know, just through allow, uh, you being able to operate on them, give you back as much as you give them. It's It's, you know... It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's so awesome. That's so good to, to hear. And I've got to say, one of the things I really love about you, Craig, is the fact that, like, you're always freaking happy. Like, you're always smiling. You love what you do, and it's really obvious, and it shines through, you know? No, oh, you, you need to talk to my kids. I'm not always happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're normal too. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's awesome. Oh, well, look, thanks so much for your time tonight. That's been really nice and insightful to get that little bit of, um, up close and personal with, Dr. Craig Lake from the Lake Clinic. <laughs> Fantastic, Trish. Thanks a lot. Yeah, cool. awesome. So, Thanks. listeners, if you're wanting to have a plastic surgery procedure and you're either Southport, Brisbane, Northern Rivers or whatever, um, I can't recommend Dr. Craig Lake high enough. Um, I actually had a consult with him years ago, didn't go with him and um, actually went with another surgeon and I kick myself in the butt every time because um, I've seen some amazing results 
of um, what I should have had, which I don't have now. But that's okay because that's got me where I am now. So, um, yeah, definitely don't look past Dr. Late. And, um, yeah, so he's at Southport and Balna. So thanks so much for joining us tonight, Craig. Pleasure. All the best. Thanks, Pete. Bye. You. Bye.